Here we are, episode number 106, Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast, and this week, a fun episode, back to Boat Talk with Aaron Teal from Intune Marine, and we break down things, all things boat, fiberglass versus aluminum, electronics, used boats, new boats, things like that, tons of viewer questions on the live stream. If you guys ever want to come join the live streams, they're usually Wednesday nights, 8 p.m.s, but... You can still get this great content listening on the uh, the MP3 for it and the podcast, and appreciate you guys too. If you get a chance, if you can hit a thumbs up or a star or a review or whatever you do through your podcast app, it would really help me spread the word on the podcast. But no matter where you listen, we appreciate you all and enjoy the episode. This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle, Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, all right. Wednesday night. Hello Bass Live on our usual night. We're getting some uh, some consistency and uh, another great guest after a solo stream last week. Excited to have Aaron join us. Should be a good one. What's up, Aaron? How's it going, Rich? How's it going, guys? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on today. Tonight, yeah. this evening. Yeah, should be a good time. We're going to set the stage here. We're going to talk boats, bass boats, fishing boats, and then probably just some, some good general fishing talk. We'll get into that too. So, uh, like Should be it. a fun night. Aaron Aaron's caught a few bass in his days, so he's not just a, a pretty face that that uh, sells boats. So we'll, we'll get we'll you know even if you're not into boats, stick around. There should be some uh, some interesting nuggets. We'll get we'll get Aaron to share share some juice tonight. Maybe we'll talk about some of that stuff I found in your compartments in that uh, test drive of, of the Camus. Oh crap! Yeah, I forgot what you found. So maybe we'll have to <laughs> yeah retract on that for sure for sure. Yeah. Uh, that test, how was that test drive, by the way? It was good. It was sweet. It was yeah. good times. Um, Darius is a big small guy on Kentucky Lake. So, uh, Aaron, Aaron loves him some brown fish too. So you guys have that in common. You're down on Kentucky Lake. I ask him if, do you know Doug Petrack? He's a guide down there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good old Doug. Yeah. He's not super big on social media, but yeah, he's been down there for a while. I remember fishing against him when we had the weekend series. He's a good dude. Yeah, no, Doug's a great dude and a good fisherman. He taught me, he kind of taught me how to fish deep, to be honest with you. He, he was a big, uh, he's kind of the, um, kind of the adult uh, fishing club guy who put on the junior Bassmaster stuff, which right. kind of, but anyway, uh, I hope Kentucky Lake gets better for you guys down there. Looks like he does. <clears throat> oh, cool. Well, tell the guy say hi and hi, Darius. Uh. Way says Boji 39 degrees. I think some some people we know were down there last weekend. I'm guessing that's where those pictures came from. Uh wasn't it like Hayden and uh Jacob yeah. and a few of those guys? I'm guessing they were down that way, somewhere close. Been a heck of a week. I've been meaning to text Hayden to see uh where he where he was catching those. I figured it wasn't uh Shuamigan, so yeah. <laughs> they they've been they've had a habit of going down to the, the border lakes on Iowa. Uh, the last couple of years. So I just, just I'm just assuming that's where it is. Um, yeah. I remember heat of COVID uh, Waldron and I went down there and yeah, we had a, we had a really good time. Yeah. I must, I must have heard. I don't, I don't know. My phone didn't ring. I don't know. It was weird. 
I don't know. I was no one invited with, me. I think I hopped in with Waldo to be honest with you, and uh, I was bumming, <laughs> bumming the back deck for that. So it's worth every penny, though. Hotels were like thirteen bucks a night or something because because <laughs> they just were so dead. But anyway. Yeah, it ain't warming up here either. Like I, I'm thinking, like that rain we had yesterday probably helped quite a bit. Um, but yeah, but even the 10 day forecast is depressing. It's like 35, 36. You know, you think the wind would help? There's been plenty of that. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. So cool, good deal. I assume we sound okay. Everybody in the, the Facebook and YouTube lands, uh, let us know if we don't sound good. But I'm guessing we do. A couple other things I want to talk about tonight. Uh, we are going to do a members-only stream. I didn't tell you about this here. So we're going to take it till about 9.30, and then we're going to jump over and do members-only. So you're more than welcome to join us, Aaron, if your battery lasts that long, to hang out and do a little quick session for the How members How much only. is uh, membership? Uh, it varies. I think at the least exp- – you don't have to be a member to join, Aaron. You can uh, – but, uh, okay. but 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 uh, as a guest, you'll be brought in. But then uh, there's – yeah, several dozen members of the channel. And we just kind of have a, a more quaint hangout little after hour show. All right. Because um, we are right. going to give away some uh, Arsenal Sun Gloves tonight uh, in the regular stream, but then we'll have a bonus pair for the members only tonight. So, you members in the chat, uh, make sure and we'll, uh, I sent out a notification on that. So, that's going to happen tonight. And then always thank Arsenal for supporting the stream and the channel because if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be as good a product. So, You know, maybe Jay, just maybe the members will get a early sneak peek on what I ordered tonight. How about that? All right. Heavy hitters. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had time. Work has been crazy that I haven't been able to tune into heavy hitters as much as I wanted to. I haven't even looked I was gonna look tonight to see who was leading and who was doing well, but uh I haven't had time. There you go, Gators. If you don't win tonight, you know you you know where to get them. Um, so yeah, Aaron, I guess give us a little bit of like a little bit of history. Like who's who's Aaron? Uh, a little bit of your background in fishing, growing up in uh, Central Minnesota. Yeah, so I grew up in Richmond, Minnesota. Uh, humble beginnings on the horseshoe chain. Kind of cut my teeth out there, and uh, really uh, love fishing from a young age. My uh, I owe kind of a lot of it to my grandpa. Uh, he's kind of got me into fishing really young. And then I just kind of, when I'm kind of into something, I get really like obsessed with it. So, and fishing was just something that I just keep like diving deeper and deeper and deeper into. And I don't think there's any going back for me, but um, probably a pivotal thing was that junior Bassmaster club, uh, Sean Haig, mm-hmm. Nick Gross and uh, Doug Petrack, Mike Heinen. Uh, those were kind of the mentors who brought, you know, me and some of my buddies up into tournament fishing and, uh, Mark Shirley, who's a really good friend of mine, him and I fished in the same kind of junior bass club together. Um, and we're pretty competitive. So it was, it, yeah. And then I just, like I said, I get obsessed with stuff. So I just, yeah, I've been obsessed ever since. And, uh, just to kind of continued to do it and do it and uh yeah 
I, that's kind of where it started though, was from that junior bass program. And then it really boiled into, I fished a lot of team tournaments with Mark Shirley and Nick Gross. And, uh, that was, um, kind of got into traveling a little bit more, things like that. And then recently, uh, Dane Veselka, a guy I graduated, uh, college with, uh, we kind of became tournament partners due to living together in proximity. And, uh, we kind of hit it off ever since and fishing like, uh, NABC's team trail. Um, you know, there used to be the big bass bonanzas. We used to fish those. Seth mm-hmm. used, I remember Seth fighter used to fish those. Uh, that was pretty cool stuff. So, uh, Denny's and, and whatnot. And, uh, right yeah. So, um, just always had a passion for, for fishing tournament fishing and, uh, kind of been fortunate to, have a really cool spot in tune Marine to, who's kind of sponsored me since I was like 15 years old and couldn't afford a lower unit. Hmm. Um, and, uh, just, yeah, it's been really cool to be able to have the opportunity there, um, selling boats and kind of, uh, you know, having my passion at work too. So it's, I've kind of turned into just my life is, you know, boat sales and, uh, tournament bass fishing. That's basically uh, and then eating uh, some food as well. <laughs> Occasionally, just to, yeah. just, just to stay alive. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's so many cool people in in uh, in that in that world, I guess, that I live in. So I'm very lucky, very blessed. So, um, yeah. Right on. And not, and not humble, like Aaron catches them pretty good. He does all right in tournaments. He, he does okay from time to time. <laughs> Blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. And uh, I guess I don't feel like I have like the natural knack for it. Like that, like a, a Seth fighter or a rich, I heard, I hear you're quite the natural. Um, I'm just old. Got so, experience. <laughs> yeah. So I try to make up for that with like working extra hard. So like spending just copious amounts of time with research before an event, um, spending that extra time on the water, um, most guys put their boat on the trailer, at, you know, six, I feel in order for me to compete, I got to be out there past dark. So I try to do that a lot of times. So I guess, uh, that's kind of what I credit a lot of, uh, I guess the, the success I have had, but you learn through a lot of failure too, uh, with yeah. these tournaments. It's a humbling sport. Yeah. Even, even the greatest, right. They win like, <laughs> five percent of the time or i mean like that's like world class right or like you know so isn't kvd one percent of the time like he's fished so many tournaments right right? that's what i'm saying like jason christie's batting a pretty good percentage right now yeah yeah cool very cool yeah all right so just for the people coming in late here we're going to talk a little bit of fishing we'll talk a little bit about boats all kinds of things um and uh, so I guess let's maybe talk. You kind of mentioned that uh, you kind of, you know, you're one of the sales guys or head sales manager at uh, what, what's your official position at Intune? Uh, so I'm the sales manager. Uh, I started there about seven years ago and uh, we were just out at a farm north of Cold Spring when I started there. And uh, we started out, we we're selling Triton boats and Palm Beach pontoons. And uh, I was the, when I started, I was the website guy marketing guy and uh sales guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, that same year I kind of started, they were growing into that new facility. And, uh, you know, I was kind of the fishing boat sales guy who sold pontoons and, you know, things like that as well for a number of years. And then the last two, three years, I stepped or I guess took the role as sales manager. And then we've got um, two sales guys right now, Colin and Brian Bankston. You bass heads might know him. Uh, and then uh, we've got a marketing guy, JP, who does our videos. He does an excellent job uh, with our website and videos. And uh, Cole Dingman, a uh, finance guy on our team. And then we've got a sales assistant, Cowboy, who does a great job and uh, detailer. And uh, we're bringing on, we've got another sales guy starting in June. So, um yeah, so I'm kind of selling and managing kind sure. of that department. So I don't sell as much as I used to, uh, not even close. And uh, I'm kind of working my way towards that management role, I guess, as we continue to to grow like we have. Sycamore, I hope it's just you. So if you're watching on mobile, maybe hit those the little settings knob. Sometimes mobile defaults to a lower like a 140 or 240. If you change it to like 480 or 720, you should get a better picture. Uh, That's a good question. How far back is the weight on new boats? Like what is, it definitely varies by brand, I think, but like generally what's, what's the range if somebody walks in today, like what's the, the range that they could expect on a new boat? Sure. Sure. No, that's a, that's a great question. And uh, that is somewhat of a moving target uh, just as a, as a prelude, I guess. And it depends a little bit on the boat and uh, the brand and stuff. So I'm going to just go ahead and give you a range of about uh, probably 12 to 14 weeks at the soonest as you that's probably the soonest you'd see something. And uh, some particular boats are out, you know, into August and September. So, and October. So it, it depends what you're getting. Uh, Yamahas have been extremely tough right now. Um, specifically, if you order a boat with a Yamaha, those have been tougher. Unfortunately, Yamaha is a great motor, so that's been tough for you know a few of our our um, kind of customers. Um, but uh, Mercs have have been pretty good, and uh, boat brands and models kind of depends. But twelve, there's some models you can get twelve to fourteen weeks out, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Harp Trey says 16 to 20 on a bird for him or gotcha. Uh, Phoenix has been pretty good. And I guess at that 16 mark for us. Um, and then we've seen a few in, in that 14 week period, but Phoenix has been running strong on 16 weeks unless um, right now, like there's a few pretty crucial items that have been tougher to get for some manufacturers. So you know, it depends when you ordered that boat, I guess, sir, and uh, what, how that all went. Yeah, and it varies, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, and, and there's definitely been, I mean, nothing, nothing against Yamaha or Skeeter, but uh, some of those packages definitely, I've heard from friends that just like the motors are just, for whatever reason, supply chain and the Yamaha has been tough and it's, it's not a knock against what they're doing. No. They're, they're kind of just getting hamstrung by the, 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 the supply chain i'm guessing and uh it's just a tough situation yeah and and that's no knock on the yamaha product or anything like that honestly we we love yamahas as much as anybody uh they're a great motor and um yeah they just 
like going to call a spade a spade. They've been tougher to get. Yeah. And is there any difference between model or like Triton wait times? Uh, Tritons are, it, it does depend on the model. Okay. Uh, we've been looking at 14 weeks um, for the most part, but right now we've just seen kind of a, a crunch with some of the supply and uh yeah so it, it's going to depend on a lot of the parts that they're using within the boat and whether they're able to get those but best case scenario probably 14 weeks on that triton worst case probably 16 to 20 we're working on better communication there sure sean says uh, ordered november his boat just came in last week yeah, and uh, there was a period of time where there was some certain engines that were tough to get, uh, for sure. And uh, there's been certain parts that have been extremely tough to get. So, um, yeah, I believe that boat did show up that last week. And I'm not going to lie to you, Sean. She's dropped dead beautiful. Awesome. Well, that's a good questions here. Uh, looking for a used boat later this spring. What's a good hull? in the 150 to 175. So we're probably talking Ooh. 18 to 19 footers. Okay. Um, right. For, I mean, I would guess most, right. For 150 to 175, you're looking at 18 to 19 footers usually. Yeah. Um, boy, it's, there's a lot of good options out there. I mean, it really depends on your budget, right? I mean, I agree. It's a little bit limiting of a question, Dylan. Maybe you could re ask it with your, with your budget. Cause that would maybe drive like the, the year, the era of what oh, you yeah. look for a little bit. Um, because like you could say, oh, I mean, like you could say a used Phoenix would be a great option if you had a good budget, but you know, there's not mm-hmm. that many like old Phoenixes. So if your budget was like 20, then that would kind of throw Phoenixes out. You'd have to look right, at you know, right. Cat or Triton or something like that, you know, like, so we need a little more information. Right. Right. Uh, the old, uh, like the older Rangers, if you can find a good, well taken yeah. care of older Ranger, those are pretty solid boats and they hold their resale really well. Uh, the older Tritons are, are really good boats. They were always very good in that, you know, 18 to 19 foot class. Um, and those have carried really good resale as well. Um, you find an old champ, uh, you know, that's well taken care of. That's, that's a really good haul. Um, you find a well taken care of Skeeter, old Skeeter. That's good haul, you know, um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's probably maybe just a couple year models and classes of certain brands to maybe watch out for. But overall, I think there's, I mean, in the last 20 years, there's not a lot of. Yeah. Uh, there, there was uh like when I started selling boats about seven years ago, uh, the Triton 189 TRX, you know, had a little bit wide. It was a little bit wider, 18 foot boat. And it had a, you know, it has a pretty nice chisel. So. I was really impressed with like how that boat rode for its, you know, how short it was and, you know, how much space you got up top. So like there's, you know, some really good used options. Like if you're looking at a newer, you know, boat with that engine size, those newer options, there's, you know, some wider ones that may not be as deep, you know, so that's going to give you a good stable platform, but it's maybe not going to land as soft, uh, but it's maybe going to be very stable. Uh, I mean, you can get into so many things, but ultimately condition is probably the thing I would look at the most along with the end, like which engine it's gotten, how much use is on it and, and yeah. things like that. So it looks like about used, 10, that's big deal. 10 grand is your budget. So 
honestly, oh, yep. Um, you know, you might even consider something like a a, a used bass tracker. Like, like you could probably get more boat, like a used. I don't know. Maybe do they make like a eighteen or nineteen foot bass tracker that you'd put a one fifty on or something like that? That's I'm not sure if they do or not. But like otherwise, yeah. I mean, at, at ten grand, you're looking at probably but an early 2000 late 90s boat late 90s uh late 90s boat yep and uh you know you're just dealing with more use on a boat like that so basically i would look at engine and structural condition on that hull and make sure the trailer's okay yeah do the research on the motor yep because uh you know in that time frame you're you know like some of those late mercury fi's were really strong motors back then um that was a good one yeah, I mean, so just kind of look, you just want to make sure you avoid some of the, you know, like the first year opties and like the first year, you know, fix and, or, you know, some like some of those like first yeah. year, you just got to kind of watch the years of the motors and then do your research on a place like Bass Boat Central and see where some of those motors had some gaps when they first came out. That's probably the biggest thing. Yep. Yep. And uh, our, our website at Intim does have a texting feature. So it, like if you had a, just a quick question about um, like a motor. Um, if you have the model of motor and the year and the model number, you could probably just shoot us a text and our service department would probably get back to you within a day, day and a half on, you know, what they see for issues. I'm very lucky to be at Intune. Our guys have, have seen a lot of engines. So they, you know, the guys who see the most engines know the most about them. Right. So. Yeah. There's a couple, there was a one good comment here. Um, <laughs> Sean said, if I ordered a Camus or an X-Pride B right now, what would come first? <laughs> Ooh, I don't carry X-Prides, uh, but no, well, that's a, being that's a that you, can you only, so my first question is, can you only get a Yamaha on an X, on an No, X-Pride. the X-Pride B is a, it's a Shimano rod, I think. It's, oh, it's a, it's a jab at the I was, Shimano. I didn't even read it right. Yeah. It was, uh, Express, my bad. Um, so Couldn't somebody else you. said for sure a Camus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Camus uh, has been very good with delivery times as far as like not being insanely crazy. Everything's running a little bit behind right now, but um, they've been pretty good. Yeah, well, so I guess, I don't know if you know all the boats, but like <clears throat> maybe the 20 footers that you guys carry, what, what has the biggest front deck? Under 20 foot. So we're talking... So I guess I would say 20 and under, probably. 20 Maybe. and under. Okay. So it's okay. probably 20s. So yep. exclude the 21s. So I think the Vexus VX20 is probably going to have the biggest front deck, along with a 920 Elite and a CX20. They're all within four inches of each other for the most part. Uh, four or five inches but it depends on the Phoenix model. Phoenix has a fair amount of models. The CX-19 deck is the biggest deck we carry in the 19-foot class, uh, probably followed by the, the Vexus AVX-1980. So if we're talking aluminum 19-foot boats, that's got a very long deck, so that's worth mentioning. And it's kind of like, is it like, are we talking the widest? Are we talking the most right. square inches? Are we talking right. the longest? Like, it's yep. a little bit of a, depends on how you want to skin that cat a little bit so so you kind of got two theories on it right you've got your greg hackney theory 
which is he likes a narrower deck. He fishes off a 721 Phoenix Pro XP. He likes that narrower deck. A, a narrow deck does not ride typically bad. Um, typically, you know, the, anytime you add more width to a hull, it seems like you don't add depth along with that. You know, it, it doesn't make the boat ride better necessarily up at that bow. So, like you'll notice with a Camus, they've got a very wide bow and, and a deeper deck. A Phoenix, they maybe don't have as deep of dead rise, but that deck narrows off a little bit better and they ride very soft. Um, but a lot of that has to do with fuel play, fuel cell placement. So like your Camus and your Vexus fiberglass boats are going to put the fuel cell longitudinally in the floor, kind of ahead of the seats versus like the Phoenix, they put the fuel tank, you know, perpendicular to the boat behind the seats. So you're going to notice differences in each hull kind of depending on that because of just simply due to room right. with that. So um, losing my train of thought there a little bit, or I think I got off on a little bit of a tangent, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Where are we at? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just we yeah. kind of were just talking about like just saying bigger it's like what do you really mean right longer wider total square inches yeah so deck, that's deck what you're size. kind of talking Thank about that. yep yep so yeah you've got your greg hackney theory he likes a narrower deck because the boat's not in his way as much when he's at the trolling motor making casts right so he likes that narrower deck which like a a phoenix 721 would give you or like a avx 1980 you know if you're casting in the front of the boat with a roll cast, you don't need to lean to the side. So I think there's something to do with that. And then you've got your wider deck theory. If you're flipping uh, milfoil and the wind's blowing one way and you got two guys in the boat, it's really nice yeah. to sit them both side by side, especially if you're on a lake like Malax and you're fishing a particular specific spot. Um, if you're just out fun fishing with the guy, you don't typically want to back boat him as much as maybe the state tournament, right? Unless it's banger. Right. Unless it's banger. Yep. Cause he's just going to huck a top water out the back anyway. <laughs> uh, or if you're like Brian thrift and you have to, if you have to have 30 rods on the front deck all laid out, not touching each other, then you need an extra wide front. That's deck. part of that wider deck theory too. Yep. And you know, the, we're very lucky. The boats we carry, you know, they, that do carry that wider beam. They've got a very nice dead rise or depth to that hull to carry that wide beam. So it's not just a, a belly flop, so to speak. It, it's actually, you know, cresting the waves. Um, cool. All right. There was one early question. Going to Pickwick uh, to Marshall for the Elites. Pickwick's on my bucket lake list. Would it be wrong for me to take my boat and make some casts? I assume you're either talking during the practice and when you're not out, right, obviously you can't, obviously in your boat, you're not talking about marshalling, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, like I would go out of my way to stay away from where other people are fishing in practice. I would, I mean, I would rather have somebody, if I'm a tournament angler, I'd rather see people out there fishing during practice than out there fishing during the tournament. Um, so I guess if you can give them room, you know, it's public waterways, there's going to be other people out fishing. I mean, it, it's a, it's a trip and experience for you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I would definitely try to do my best to stay out of the way. I definitely wouldn't be fishing anywhere near where other tournament anglers are. And I, some people will make the argument. You never know when somebody's going to show up in the pocket you're in or wanted to fish that, but 
that can happen. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think you can limit yourself, you know, I don't know. What do you think? <clears throat> I mean, it may not be your thing, right? You may not do it, but I, I wouldn't knock anybody else for doing it, I guess. It, like Pickwick's such a different animal than I'm used to dealing with. I'm trying to think about like a, a giant lake here, like Minnetonka, you know, like there's guides out there every day anyway. Like if, if it's Tonka, like have at it, right? That's but the thing. Pickwick's going to have lake, and there's not a there's going to be a, there's going to be a hundred boats out there anyways. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. So as know, long as you're not in, yeah, somebody's whole derby day, it's probably okay. Yeah. yeah, and obviously, you know, you catch a few fish, and if you're in an area where you see other boats, maybe don't stand there and wear out a school. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Somebody else might be trying to come back to you for tournaments. Yeah. Um, Catching yeah. a few fish here and there, and and I think that's. I mean, when I went to Amistad, one of the first years, of the elite. And I marshaled, not marshal, I actually co-angled. And uh, I went back out with one of my buddies during like the top, it was the final day, top 10 day. And so it's 10 guys, Matt, Amistad's massive. We made sure we went, didn't see anybody. And But then actually I ran into Kurt Dub, who was an elite series angler, and he was out there fishing, you know? So sure. I mean, like, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. No, and I, on a lake like that, I, I really don't either. No, no. Here's a good question from Michael. Uh, if you have cash in hand and you find a boat in the showroom, can you just walk away with it or how does that work? Uh, I mean, we typically like to take care of you. If it's, you know, rigged with the stuff you need and uh, all we got to do is throw some gas in it and check through some things. Uh, yeah, no, you can do that. But, I mean, you, you guys do sell right now, but the you models know. you have, I mean, you don't guys have like, a ton of models on floor, but you will sell the ones on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we can turn a, a floor model around pretty quickly unless you, you know, need to add 12 graphs to it. And if you need order and Ultrex, that's a little tougher right now. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I liked my Pantera. It was, it was a good boat. I, I caught a ton of bass out of it, had a lot of success at it. It really was just a matter of uh, I wanted to step up a little bit from a straight 19-footer um, to something that was a little wider, a little bigger, a um, little newer. And so that put me in the market for some other options. Um, I think the new Panteras are – I would bet the new Panteras carry waves better than my 2005 did. They probably made some tweaks and refinements to the hull from 2005. Um it did okay in big water, but you definitely knew had to know how to drive it or you were going to beat yourself up. <laughs> and part of that was like a 2005 boat. When you start hitting waves, you start hearing things like rattle and move and things like that. And so uh, there was times I just felt like sometimes on big water, like leech when it was blowing, I was losing fishing time that I kind of hope I had back with, you know, uh, by getting a newer, slightly bigger boat, but no knocks on it. I mean, it's, it's a great boat. The only thing I would say, uh, I feel like bass cats are a little bit of a young man's boat or not maybe a little bit. I mean, the one thing that you will notice, especially in a Pantera is the, the foot pedal, of the trolling motor is there is not a boat brand that has a foot pedal further front than a bass cat. You are literally standing on the nose. So if you're a person that doesn't have good stability or you need something to lean on, or you kind of like stumble or you're worried about like, <laughs> like I was told my dad, he's like, I was like, you, you don't, you don't want a bass cat. Like that's <laughs> where you are in your life and how you like to fish. You don't want a bass cat anymore, but um, that's, and I wouldn't say that's a knock. That's just one thing to be cognizant of as a feature. 
Um, I've always wanted to drive one of those. Um, yeah, it seems like it's kind of a love it or hate it boat, but uh, yeah, I've always they do, kind of they do a lot of in, really unique things with sure. some of their designs. They do some things that like you get those triangle compartments and some of their custom latches and things, and it's like you're either going to love it or it's not going to be your thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, I have never fished out of one. Sean wants to know, is there any brand of boat that you'd want to add that's not around here? Oof. Honestly, no. Um, we're very, yeah, honestly, I feel very lucky with, with who we've got. And uh, I don't think there's much of a basis we we don't have covered. I mean, that's not being covered immediate in our immediate area very good. Um, so, yeah. Unless Phoenix uh, comes out with a walleye haul, I guess not really. No, we're very, yeah, no. Um, we get kind of pick of the litter on brands. We, you know, within reason, right? Within our area and stuff. And, you know, the brands we have, we're, we're hand-selected, so. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I feel you, AJ. The, 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 the way the government, like, snuck that early tax credit from the children on me and I didn't even realize I was getting deposited in my bank account kind of hosed my taxes. Dude, taxes are brutal this year. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, so speaking of, you're talking about our area, like how far do you, do you I mean, like what's, what's kind of like some of the furthest places people have bought boats from you, you know, so you're in basically, if people don't know, Richmond is kind of near St. Cloud, like right in the middle of, I mean, like it's couldn't be more central Minnesota than central gets like oh, what yeah. are some places people have come from uh, to buy a boat from Intune. Oh man. So we're delivering one to San Gabriel, California next week, uh, which is, yeah, crazy. Um, you know, big shout out to JP. He runs, uh, and does our YouTube channel and he does a great job. And I think, uh, yeah, no. Um, and then we've had people drive from like Colorado, uh, Louisiana, uh, Arizona, uh, Maine, uh, those, I think those would be the furthest spots anyway but i've been trying to do like a state by state like like a a, like a map with like pins but i I don't have time it's a lot of work to look back on but we've been very fortunate and uh we're our sales team's very fortunate to have like uh like my bosses in the service department who you know take care of those people because it is tough to sell long distance especially a product like a boat where you know they're boats have more issues than like a car just to be straight with everybody like they they do so there is more service needed uh after most of the sales you know with boats not because your boat's going to just break and be bad but you know maybe this switch goes bad maybe you know it's some some it's usually little stuff but um we're very good at that, I guess. And, uh, we don't really like try to do that. We don't undercut on price as far as like outside our territory. That's a big thing for us. But if you're willing to drive up here, like we'll put you up for a night. That's no biggie. Thomas says he's going to get a price on a Triton. Um, and then Joseph said he got his Triton from, he's from council bluffs, Iowa. What's going on, Joe. Joe's a good dude. Um, yep. One of the best. Joe's a great dude. Joe, you got to make it up to Boji right now. Uh, I hear it's open. Yeah. Joe, Joe's got a 189 TRX. Um, 
Yeah, which that that's a really good boat. Um, we've got a used one actually that just became available uh, the other day. So if any, yeah, that's a good boat. So Andrew says he's heard that <clears throat> birds have the same back deck across different model lengths. Ooh, I've been measuring those a lot. So what I know for a fact with the birds is the cockpit size is the same, uh, no matter what. So they don't penalize you for getting an 18-foot boat if you're, you know, 6'3 or something. That's kind of the good news. So you don't have to, like, hug, you know, the console. And so their consoles are the same size. Their back decks, I think, are going to be real close to the same size besides that, like, 818 and down, I think, because the fuel tank, I think, is a little bit smaller. So, um, but you could probably measure their back decks by the fuel tank rating, if I was to guess. And that would probably be, he's probably spot pretty spot on. I just haven't measured it myself. But I think, yeah, those 19 foot and ups, I think you're right. And uh, the only thing would be that 18 foot and down due to the fuel tank size. But yeah, it's spot on, Andrew. Is there, is there a certain model in the used market that has a bigger cockpit area? Oh, that Phoenix, you know, they've always known to have that same cockpit size. Um, if, if we're talking 18, like if you're, if you got a 21 foot boat, odds are the con the cockpit's pretty, pretty big. Um, and the 20 foot boat category is going to depend on how big the front deck is and the back deck. And that's basically how you get, you know, your cockpit size is the bigger the front deck, you know, the overall length of the boat, you can split it three ways, basically. So, um, like, the Triton 20 TRX was known as, like, it's a very huge deck. And that cockpit is adequate, but it's not, like, the 21 Triton, the cockpit gets bigger, you know, versus the Phoenix is the same size. So, the Ranger cockpits have always been known to be pretty spacious if you're looking used. Um, I can't speak for Skeeter enough. I haven't, I'm not sure with those, but, uh, the Triton cockpits, I mean, typically are pretty, you know, sizable. If you're looking used a Phoenix cockpit or Ranger cockpit, um, yeah, yeah. That blazer cockpit we have in the showroom is not too bad. I don't, I, I don't. I need to know his uh, actual name, not his username. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Tucker1104. All right. We got Appreciate it, though. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Lauren says, if I bought a used boat and finance through your lenders, is there a way to upgrade all electronics and trolling motor under one loan? If it's on the same purchase agreement as the boat, so if we combine it with the boat, absolutely. So you can kind of come in, you see a used boat and say, I want to add these things and upgrade and then you kind of roll that into one purchase price yep yep so we like at intune we're very like we're very customizable we're not like cookie cutter boats spot we can custom rig that boat exactly how you want it so we're lucky to have a lot of good lenders that you know allow us you know to work with that so you know if you want two 12s one brand of this one brand of this on this brand amount we can do that uh if you want your live scope kind of custom and different than just on the trolling motor we can do that along with on the trolling motor we've been rigging a lot of like 
five or six graphs on these big walleye boats lately, uh, along with, you know, autopilot systems on the kickers and, and things like that. So that's very important that we're able to finance that, you know, with the boat. So that's no problem at all. Nice. Good to see. We're over 100 live. So thanks, everybody. Oh, cool. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Awesome. I guess if you guys think about it, hit the like button. I usually, I always forget to ask, but if you guys can think about it, it doesn't cost you anything. helps the channel. helps people find it. Um, Brian says, buy a new repower or buy a new-to-you boat. Um, I think that really comes down to – and I faced this dilemma like two seasons ago when I had a – my Mercury started with a knock, which – uh and uh and i had to make a decision and for me i that hull wasn't going to be my long-term hull i knew that i didn't want to spend the next 10 plus years in that hull so for me it was an easy decision to rebuild right or 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 find a a different used motor i wasn't going to put up 2020 21 (laughs) you know uh brand new motor on that boat but let's say you have you know, you got a, a champion boat or a Ranger or a Phoenix that you absolutely love and you you love that hull, the hull's in great shape, then I think, and you plan on being it in 10 years, then I think repowering makes a lot of sense. I think I think that's spot on. Um, it completely depends how long you want to keep that boat for. If you yeah, don't want to keep depends. that boat. Are we talking like repower a five-year-old boat or are we talking a 15-year-old boat, right? Because like... I think if you have a five-year gap on your boat motor, that's not a big deal. But when it starts to get 10 plus, then you're never going to get that money back on resale, I don't think. Yeah. You know, if you're a buyer, that's not a bad thing to look for because typically the sell price isn't going to be as as good as you paid for that motor and that original boat. So, but if you're planning to keep the boat for a long period of time and you love that boat and, you know, like my dad, for example, he, he loves his his deck boat and uh you know he's got a o2 deck boat loves it and uh he's gonna repower it because you know he, he loves that boat and he wants to keep it forever you know if you've got that you know 99 ranger that you kept in the garage for forever um and it's mint and you waxed it every week of your life and uh it's your pride and joy but you got a you know a carbureted evinrude with some plastic parts in it and they go bad and stuff and you know, that might be a good idea to repower, but with the used boat market, you can get good enough resale typically with what you've got, even, even shell that might be better sometimes. So, um, but then you got to buy something and that that's tough right now because there's not a lot of inventory. So I get it. Yeah. Good to hear Timothy. I heard you get, you had some storms or something. You left a comment the other day. So glad you're doing all right. No blizzards this year, right? Yeah, I think they're they were dealing with some severe weather though. Gotcha. Um, last night, maybe. Uh, let's see here. Fishing question. Southern Wisconsin or the they're all good. I mean, like Oof. I guess it depends on I, I don't know. Like I wouldn't mind going out to South Dakota, going to Iowa, going down to the river. I, I mean uh, there's no wrong answer for me. I guess it's just whatever I had time for and who wanted to go and which buddy wanted to hop in the boat. <laughs> For me, it's IA or SD. And I won't mention many names after that, but like Northern Iowa and South Dakota are. Yeah. And that's just because you're like the rated states too. for fishing. They're geographically South Dakota is a lot closer for you. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Whereas the river uh, is like an hour and 20 minutes for me. So yeah. <laughs> and that's like, uh, 
if we're talking southern Wisconsin, I mean that's four four plus probably yeah. for me. So top five shallow fishing boat brand series fiberglass under twenty one foot. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe a two or three. I don't know. We need five. <laughs> I give you five. Um, okay. Top one is probably going to be a AVX nineteen eighty from Vexus or a Phoenix Elite or a Camus would be my guess. With even a ah, so, I'm going to roll with a AVX nineteen eighty, a Phoenix. Elite uh, 920 and uh, Camus CX20. As if we're shallow fishing, those are the three boats I would choose from. They're all shallow that's boats. All we're doing. That's just it. Like that, even that Vexus VX, that, that, you know, very spacious, large bass boat, it looks like it wouldn't draft that shallow, but I was very blown away. At how shallow that drafted even so it's an interesting question from chris <clears throat> is, is a lot of eiling bad for a motor Ooh, that's a really good question and i'm not a boat mechanic but uh what i do know is it depends on the motor so um a two-stroke is not gonna like to idle as much um versus a four-stroke doesn't mind idling as much but if that's all you're doing with it you know, it's not necessarily good that because get... your engine's designed to have, a, you know, a power band range. And it, it anytime you're only working those engine parts in one range, you know, if, if my grandma's only driving her Buick in town, um, you know, she would always tell me her mechanic would tell her, hey, don't be afraid to open that thing up a little bit once in a while. And uh, I think it's probably to work them parts throughout that power band range. So, but a four stroke is going to idle much better than a, a two stroke for like long periods of time. Yeah. Two stroke idle fine. It's just, if that's all you're doing with it, it's not good for it. I would guess in general, not a boat mechanic either, but I would guess older boats, older motors would have more issues and newer motors would have less issues with that. I would guess. For sure. Fuel injected mm-hmm. is going to be, you know, idle better than a carbureted motor all day. Um, four strokes going to idle and do less damage than two stroke for long periods of time as a general rule of thumb. This is not financial advice. I'm not a boating mechanic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think back to that, anything, anytime you can go and open it up every now and then is probably a good thing, <clears throat> at least a little bit. Um, yeah. Honestly, Jordan, I wish they'd all come back. I honestly sad to see how that all went down with all those brands. That's kind of sad, honestly. Like, yeah, honestly, that's uh, a great especially question. The legend and champion. I don't know. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, the legends are such a cool boat. We've had a, a couple come through. Waldron picked up one of them. Um, you know, and uh, the Stratus. You know, I've got a soft spot in my heart for Stratus. I the first passport I ever had was a 98 uh, Stratus. So, um, I mean, cause I guess it's, to me, it's like, it'd been one thing if those brands just didn't make it, but they were right. all acquired and then shut mothballed for market reasons. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 The old boat business conglomeration. Uh, yeah. It happens a lot in the boat business. It's crazy. 
and champion i mean yeah uh champion should come back for sure all right what, what do you run in aaron <clears throat> for those that don't know uh so i've been very fortunate i don't own a boat but uh with where i work i'm allowed to use a boat so that's been you know a big reason why i do what i do is as well so i i've run a triton uh for a number of years and then uh uh, I've run a Phoenix, a Vexus, and uh, this year I'm going to be running a Vexus again. Um, and then I'm hoping to hop in a Camus CX-21 a little bit too. Our marketing guys maybe probably going to take that one a little bit more, but um hoping to get some seat time in that Camus CX-21. That's like kind of only 21-foot boat we carry that I haven't had like an amazing amount of seat time in, but I know like where they come from so i kind of really just want to see what that one does but uh i'll be running a vexus uh vx20 this year uh which is a really more than i could ever dream of to to fish off of to be honest i'm not a picky guy when it comes to that i would fish off a you know a 96 nitro if they made them back then i don't know but um that's what you ran last year was the vx20 yep i ran a vx20 last year and uh um phoenix vx tandem kind of deer before that but last year i kind of ran that vx 20 and a cx 20 um i fished a few tournaments out of a cx 20 i fished the championship at the classic bass one out of bankson's boat um that 21 phx phoenix um because i had a that bolt on the tilt and trim came out on my Mer- mercury on the only day of practice we had for that event so that was was nice well, to idle for that whole day but wander uh, burnett aaron's not picky <laughs> no yeah uh, well like you know with the brands we have i'm not picky at all yeah. like we, i feel like just i love the brands we have so honestly i'm not but um yeah i'm kind of spoiled so um with that but yeah vexus has a really good contingency program that's partially why i'm doing it like they got that rev rewards program then match your winnings up to 10 grand so you know if i if i get lucky and all those guys you know happen to not catch them or something there's some bonus stuff there uh camus has also a really good program along with phoenix if you fish like bfls and river stuff that phoenix camus stuff is like epic really good contingency programs so it just kind of depends what you're doing i wouldn't buy a boat necessarily just strictly on that um as we know, some of the best in the sport win one to five percent of the time. So um you, you gotta get the boat that's right for you. Yeah. But um, it's a tiebreaker at best. <laughs> it is, yeah. So I, I fish a lot of big water and I have a bad back. Um so like I really I like that Vexus boat. It has those airwave pedestals in it, so it gives my back a little bit of shock relief. I broke like eleven vertebrae in it, so that's a huge help, but I ran Bankston's PHX and the rough stuff on Malax for that championship last year. And I was like <gasps> blown away at how soft that thing landed. And I came from a Triton. So I know what Earl Benz designs, which is a very soft riding hull. So I'm excited to get in that CX 21 and, and see what that thing can do too. Cause the Camus CX 21 Earl's got those patented shock absorbers in the mm-hmm. seats. And I, honestly, when, if you, and he's got a deep chisel, so it lands soft here. But if you take away wrong here or, or here, you know, uh, those shock absorbers in the seats really seem to help. 
Yeah, I've heard some guys, especially in the Northeast, that you know fish like St. Lawrence and Ontario and and that kind of stuff. That the Camus CX twenty one is getting a lot of <clears throat> like it's it's kind of blowing up there for big water. People are yep. impressed. Doesn't surprise me. Um, so that that Triton was always like an amazing riding boat if you're going into the wind or with the wind, but it had a little bit more narrow narrow center of gravity. So like when you crossing boat wakes you know it if you're riding in the rough stuff it's, you know quartering more so mm-hmm. um and you took waves on the side it sometimes would hit a little bit harder in that camus they widen that pad out earl's building a lot of saltwater boats so they widen that pad out so it's carrying a tournament load really better than better than everybody else just to be honest as far as like carrying a load and Earl's always known for a soft riding boat. So it's, it's been a more stable hull in those conditions. And I'm guessing it's going to land really soft as, as they've been known to. Yeah. Very cool. Backlash pro. That's awesome. Thank you, buddy. Not needed, but always appreciated for the donation. Glad you're enjoying and getting some value from the, the stream tonight. Um, we think of express boats. I think they're intriguing. I've never honestly seen one in person. I, <laughs> um, I, someday I'd like to ride in one just to check it out. I'd love to check them out on some waves to see what they're all about. But other than that, I don't really have an opinion other than they, they look pretty sweet. Yeah. And uh, so we don't have a lot of express dealers up here. So I guess the big thing is, is you, you do want to, I think having a dealer close by is, isn't a bad thing. Express. What I will say is like, it's a very good haul and it's a very well known to be a good aluminum haul. And uh, I'm not going to speak poorly about any brand on here. That's not what I'm here to do. I guess what I can tell you maybe to elaborate on that is um, they've got a very good haul. And, you know, Vexus is going to also have a a very good haul, pad bottom, things like that. So an Express and a Vexus are going to be really good as far as the haul goes. Where the Vexus is extremely... Uh, good is it's got a very spacious um, storage along with drier storage. So like the finish work within the storage and uh, the ability to keep moisture out along with the amount of storage uh, is going to be really good in the Vexus. And then the Express and the Vexus are going to be both probably premium aluminum hulls. I would, I would call them. I would say that I think, not to knock express, I think what they would say is Vexus is a little more refined on the top, <laughs> the top cap of the boat, right? Like the finish. Yeah. And, the and and I think express is doing a lot of things. I remember I watched a video with Christie. He's like, I had him change this and I had him change this. And so it's things they're working on. Um, but, totally. Totally. Yeah. And Ruben, no, yeah. no, nothing to knock on those boats, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and to point Aaron's point, I don't think we would bash anybody but i think anybody that's still around in this market probably makes a pretty good product. Like the people, the brands that, weren't very reliable i think are are gone (laughs) at this point um they probably didn't make it um lund makes a great boat uh kind of a unique proposition where they're at they're that you know they they make some things that are pretty unique to what they do there's not a lot of competition for their exact models and hulls i think i agree i agree and i think you know it I've always said this about Vexus and I like, they don't really have anything necessarily that they directly compete against where you can really apples to apples it. And Lund is kind of that way with that pro B bass. And uh, I think um, probably a cool layout. If you're looking at it is Lund with that pro V they have that 
jump seat configuration and i don't mind talking about it because we don't sell anything like it so whatever um that jump seat configuration where it's a bass boat with you know dual more cockpit seating um seems to be a, a happy compromise if uh if mom mom isn't totally about buying the boat but uh i think when you you're looking at ride quality and truly rough water ride from what i've learned there is a lot to that pad bottom design versus more of a rounded bottom um and then you know you've got your rivet guys and you've got your weld guys and i guess uh all i can speak of is is welds but i you know i know a weld is easier to fix than a rivet but at the end of the day lund builds great resale into their products generally so that you know it's it's more of a personal preference thing but I'll just go out and say it. I do think the AVX Vexus is the best riding aluminum boat made after driving all three of those, those brands. Now um, I haven't been out in all wave conditions. So, you know, that's, you know, just with what I've experienced, but um, I don't think that it's a bad boat by any means. And uh, I would look at condition and how well taken care of that boat is. Uh, just because of the components that are throughout that boat, there's components on boats that wear and tear easier, and then there's components that don't. So, and each boat brand is going to have components that wear and tear on their boats, no matter the brand. So, you want to look for those wear and tear components, whether it's you know uh, a dash and how that dash is made, uh, what that's made out of. Boats are sitting in the sun a lot, and boats receive you know, a lot of moisture. So looking at lids, looking at, you know, what they're putting inside the boats to finish them out and do those types of things is you kind of want to train your eye just to touch smaller um, in terms of that stuff. Yeah. And, and this thing is like, like I would say Lund is just, they have a little bit different style and feel like they're a little bit yep. they, they still lean a little bit multi-species there's even the, the the bass is still a little more open cockpit layout it's a little i would say it's probably a little more family friendly if you're going to bring yep. three kids in your boat that lund yep. might be a really good option you know be a little more fit your style more than a a, a vexus or something like you know a vexus totally. uh, aluminum or something so it, you totally. just got to really look at every boat has its pros and limitations i wouldn't say cons but like different configurations that are positives depending on what you're doing yeah, it's got to be your boat. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Nothing wrong with three power and uh, you know that's that's Heck a yeah. very responsible economical decision, Jay. Much yeah. more responsible economic decision than I've recently made. Um, <laughs> yeah, I put a two fifty on it, but that's just me. Uh, well, he wouldn't be able to fish in his tiny boat tournaments with his 12, 12 foot boat. But see, tiny uh, boats are cool and. Uh, the big thing about tiny boats, the only annoying thing about tiny boats is having to pull that old carbureted two strokes. So, uh, fuel injected 25 horse four stroke outboard is going to keep you having a lot of fun, uh, for like way more summers than the old ones. Yeah. And, and I think yep. Jay for 90% of the stuff that we fish in Minnesota, this is spot on. <laughs> like it depends like, if I he's mean, done it before or not. No, what I'm saying, like an aluminum, like a just a fishing boat, like right, like we're talking about mainly bass boats tonight because there's a little bit of the audience, but you don't need a bass boat. You don't. Mm-mm. I mean, it, you know, like you can go out and catch a ton of fish in your boat in in in, in boats that are you know, it, 
it's just kind of what you want to do. And there's, like I said, 90% of our 10,000 lakes, a, a 14, 16 footer with a, a 25 or 40 horse will get it done for sure. I started out in a paddle boat with a buzz bait. So, and I caught some bass, so it, I just couldn't go that far. So it just yeah. depends like, yeah, you're 14 footer. You're just not going to be able to fish Malax when it's blowing 10 for smallmouth, um, at least, you know, not far from the ramp. So it just depends, you know, where you want to go and what you want to do with the boat ultimately. Cause, uh, yeah, it's going to keep you fishing and keep you comfortable doing it. Uh, so yeah, without getting into specifics, uh, my <laughs> plan is to, uh, I'll run two graphs at the dash. There'll probably be two 10 inch graphs. Um, I like having two screens. You definitely could get by with like a single 12 or something like that, but I like to be able to sometimes run two different maps on full screen, like on the river. I love running Navionics and a Lake Master. There's a little bit of a hint on my electronics, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but there, there's things I like about having two. And then I like the redundancy. So if you ever have a, a power or a screen go out on 110, you still have another 10. That'll totally. By, right. So I like yep. having that redundancy. Uh, yep. Or if your front unit goes down, you can take one off the dash and plug it in yep. up front. So I like having that extra graph from a tournament perspective. Now, if you're fun fishing, uh, that's probably not as big a deal. But in the tournaments, I like having an extra graph that I can move around in a pinch. Um, and then up front, I'm going to start with a single 12, but I am going to wire it for a front-facing graph to add later. I can't remember. Are you run, You're running all birds, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good setup then. Yeah. Um, Yeah, do you guys sell Suzuki's, right? Like, have you sold any of the, the new two? Have you sold any of the new two fifties or? Uh, no, we haven't yet. But uh, I, I guess I know what's what's different about them. I guess compared to the old ones, um, I don't I don't think it's going to be a, a life changing difference from the old ones. The biggest thing they did was they added uh, low water pickups to that lower unit, so you're able to run that outboard a little bit higher um, and pick a little bit. And more RPMs up and a little bit more bite with the prop and water pressure and whatnot to keep that lower unit good. Cause uh, typically Suzuki's like to run fairly low. So, um, and they've got a little bit different gear case that has a different gear ratio than like a Yamaha or a Mercury. So typically you're running like a pitch higher prop on those two. So um, yeah, I haven't run it yet, but uh curious if those low water pickups, which is kind of the main difference, like make, make a difference on it. Um, this one of the most reliable outboards made, uh, the performance is not going to be, you know, really close to, um, like a Mercury or a Yamaha, um, except maybe on that low end, um, of things, but on the top end, um, typically from Suzuki's, we've seen about four miles an hour less on top versus a Mercury or Yamaha, but I haven't seen one break yet. Granted, we haven't done as many of those as as the other brands, so I think the number of units built aspect is a is is important to factor yeah. in there too. But, but they're doing a few things to inch closer and close the gap, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's good to see. And uh, Suzuki makes a good motor, so um, it's good to see. I hope they can keep pushing that, so we have more bass boat options. I think competition's good, so um, yeah, love to see a few more Suzukis. Uh, on some transoms it's just they're they're kind of tough to order with certain brands uh the camus is uh suzuki ready so um if you're looking camus i can get that with the suzuki and we can do repowers too 
Uh, in fact, we got some, if you got a smaller boat, we got some 115s or 150s in stock, I think. Hmm. I might even have some 200s. Yeah, very cool. But, yeah. So so what are pe- what are people doing these days? How how long are they taking out on finances for these these new bass boats these days? What are you seeing? Uh it depends. Uh everybody's a little bit different in in their situation. Um we've got really good financing options if you've got good enough credit history and whatnot. Um we, we typically see on those uh on those boats with a less of a down payment, usually 12 to now we're seeing up to 20 year loans. Um, but we've also got a lot of people that'll do a five to five to eight year note, you know, so it, it just depends. Um, it's hard to put a most category in there. I don't do the financing myself. I'd be curious, uh, how that would shake out if I looked at that data a little bit more, but, um, a lot of people doing that 12 to 15 year note and, uh, 20 as well. Nice. Austin, it might be probably May. <laughs> for the official boat reveal, uh, I might, I might, I might give some hints on the after hours, the members only stream tonight, or might, it, I might give a sneak or let the secret out. For the, it's going to be fun. Tonight. I don't want to spoil your fun, Rich. I'd love to. It, it's, it's kind of itching at me now, but uh, I won't do it. <laughs> uh, does the whole warranty transfer owners on Dexas? I believe so without having it in front of me. Don't quote me on that, but I believe so. You you never fished the Opens, have you? No, I've been thinking about it, but the schedule's dang far away. And uh, part of the struggle I've been having is our busy our busiest time at work is kind of that January to May time. And then uh, fishing happens and I'm tournament fishing and working in the summer. So... A lot of those opens events happen kind of in that season, along with, uh, I don't know, dude, the James River doesn't sound like that fun to fish. I just, uh, I wish there was a division that was a little bit closer because I'd, I'd have been trying by now, but um, I, I'm maybe too humble. I've always wanted to try, but I know I don't, but I've always wanted to. Yeah. Are you fishing the champ tour again this year? I am. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to get back after it there. So I, uh, I like five fish tournaments better just to be straight with you, but, um, I get really mad when I don't like catch them or when I feel like I have unfinished business somewhere, I guess. And the champions tour is just, a it was an extremely addicting format for me. And, uh, I'm a little bit hooked to be honest. I've kind of fought it right away. Um, but I, I, gain more respect for that format after fishing fishing it to be honest with you i think it's fine as long as you have the practice time to put into it that's a big deal so the problem and is you can't show up in every fish counts tournament and no practice for a day and a half and everybody's been there for a week i can't um <laughs> i know guys like uh, a buddy of mine james chapman dude he's really good at just rolling into a derby and and smashing them and uh yeah, I guess uh, I always I always do a little bit better with not too much practice, but just the right amount. So, uh, but to me, the Champions Tour is such a mental. It, it's more of a a mental strain than you could ever anticipate, and it's constant. Versus a five fish derby, you have time to breathe and drink a Gatorade. You feel like that Champions Tour, you're so anxious after that first half, you can't even eat the lunch they serve you. So, like it's. It's it's very mentally 
draining and it's it's a lot it's very mentally intense um just because of that that score tracker real time you always have to be catching them so it'll it'll mess with your style in your head if you let it and it definitely got the best of me kind of the first tournament last year but uh red blazers available and that thing is absolutely pristine that's yeah, a sharp looking boat it is i've seen uh, it there Yep, and it's it's fast, it's fun. It's your Tuesday night league fishing special. Only 162 hours on the engine, a Yamaha VMAX, so you know it's good. Uh, Minn Kota Fortrex, so she's a slop fishing special. And uh, she's got a couple of Lorances in it. And uh, is just very well taken care of. Uh, and it's got good juju as well. I know the guy who fished off of it, he just wiped it down every time but uh probably one of the it's got good frog mojo right the, yeah no it's the best frog mojo boat that i'm aware of um the best probably the best frog fisherman i know fished out of that boat before before uh we got it so yeah lauren if you uh you have to hop over to the youtube for the after party so there's on the youtube under the description there's a join button <clears throat> uh if you want to do that but you have to you have to join the the youtube gang um. All right. Uh, best boat for the way I drive would probably be a duck boat with a uh, uh, what do they call the motor with the mud motor? The mud motor. That's probably the best for me. Uh, Thomas says Chad Ranky supposedly ordered a Phoenix last time. Oh yeah, I think I yeah no Chad's a good dude yeah. This is a great age-old question. Single counsel or dual counsel? That depends how long it takes your wife to do your makeup, do her makeup, or, uh, or uh, you know, how much she's coming with you, or, you know, tournament partner preferences and that sort of thing. So, to me, it depends if you're more comfort-driven or convenience-driven, I would say. Um, if you like more space in the boat, the single counsel is going to give you a lot more room the big thing with like a single console is so there's that spot to rig rods, right? Yeah. Where that console is where you can open your rod locker and that center compartment and get to both things versus if it's in the middle, you have to kind of sit down on that step a little bit more or you're sitting on that center locker grabbing rods and then to grab tackle to say put on said rods you've got to move a little bit so like the convenience of that single console and being able to rig and prepare your things is is really nice especially also netting fish pandemonium happens if you catch a big one sometimes so you know tripping over things running the front or back deck is less of a thing with the single console i'm a single console guy but i'm young and stupid um, so that's something to consider a dual console. If you're the passenger and James Chapman's driving is a recommendation for sure. Um, and then there's certain passenger consoles that are going to like the design of that console makes a big difference in terms of like how much added room and convenience you have. So like the Vexus console is very, you know, it's kind of bows in like this. So your rod tips aren't banging into it and whatnot. And the KMS console is also a very good design. And the Phoenix console is also a real good design. So those, those passenger consoles maybe don't take up as much space. 
Um, and then some passenger consoles are removable and yeah. it depends which, you know, scientist or engineer you, you talk to on, on that certain companies are like, if it's, if there's any chance of failure, we don't do it. So we do fixed consoles. And then you've got some brands that are like, no, we tested this removable one and it works great. So, um, like the Triton removable console was great. The Camus removable console is, is my favorite. If you're looking at a kind of a tandem package, uh, followed by the Phoenix, I guess. Yeah. So some of the newer ones are, <clears throat> yeah. Cause there was like when they first came out, it was kind of like removable, but it wasn't like really like constant. Like it was like, yeah. But like, now some of the newer ones, you can kind of pop them in and out like day to day almost. So that that's, yep. if, if you're kind of on the fence and if that's a deal breaker for the, the family, then getting one of those that has a removable option is probably the way to go. Yep. Yep. And, you know, if it's fixed, I mean, like there's certain boats where a fixed console doesn't take away as much convenience as, as say others. The removable ones seem to take away a little bit more convenience when you have them in versus the non-removable ones they do design a little bit for that for a little bit of convenience so it just depends but i think rich you're spot on yeah i think in your i think i saw a video you said you got like 74 out of the cx20 yeah and i've heard of people getting a little more than that out of it but yeah they they beefed up the glass a little bit so if you got like one of the first cx20s ever built those were those like real fast um and um, I think they beefed it up a little bit. So it's, it, it's a 72 to 75 mile an hour boat. But like the big thing with that CX 20 is whether you have, uh, just you in the boat and a light load or you, your buddy, um, Thorn brothers department worth of fishing tackle and, you know, four lead acid batteries, it's going to do within a mile an hour of what it does loaded versus unloaded so that's really like the unique kind of really cool thing about the camus and it's it's due to that wider running pad and it just really doesn't seem to care what what weight you have in it yeah i was when i filled the live wells i couldn't tell a difference dude it's it's amazing it's really impressive what they did with that um it's the fastest accelerating boat from like zero to 69 that we carry or probably to 74. So awesome. Yeah. Well, welcome to team Hella, Lauren. Uh, glad you made it over. We got to do welcome, a little, Lauren. Uh, where is it here? I should be better at this by now. Well, one of us, one of us joins the team. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Appreciate it. Um, We're gonna, we're gonna probably do the giveaway here pretty soon if we're gonna make it in time for the after hours. So I'm gonna, let me set that up quick. Let's do one question. I'll get that ready. Uh, I'd say they're considerably more fuel efficient than from the '90s, which would be like late XR6, early EFI. Uh, yep. The Mercury Optimax is still the most fuel efficient motor. I think that's I think that's ever been built as far as like fuel efficiency but the new ones like the new four strokes are not far off dvx19 joe uh august september that's been a hot boat so um that's one of the further out builds right now uh those are in august september all right so if you want a pair of sun gloves from arsenal fishing 
Hashtag gloves. Enter a comment. You only need to do it once. They'll start collecting entries. Have you, have you got a pair of these yet, Aaron? I I honestly need a pair because I'm bad at wearing sunscreen. So yeah, I wore them all last end of summer or fall. I was pretty impressed with them. Yeah, Dan Dan always got has good clothes. Yeah. So I yeah I'll hit him up for some. I've been digging his uh, his bags, them uh, waterproof ones. Yeah, those are. Yeah, those are what I need in life because I've been shredding through gallon Ziplocs. And, yeah, <laughs> I finally last year I finally like stopped shredding gallon Ziploc bags and just creating an environmental disaster in the yeah. world by just going through. And uh, so I'll probably this will be one season on these. Pretty impressed with these. Um, yeah, I like that you can see in them and they don't like fade like the Ziplocs. Where I don't know what yeah. the hell. Like that's the thing is like after like a few months, I can't tell what's in the yeah. Ziploc anymore. Yeah, and the, the the Sharpie wipe, you know. It gets bad. Uh, wears off, and then they get cloudy, and you can't see. Uh... Yep. Yeah, cool. All right, we're getting a few more of these in here. Um... Andrew does write some good notes from Omnia when you order from Omnia. Oh, we should talk about that. I saw a promo on uh, <laughs> That's awesome. on Instagram That's the other awesome. day. About Andrew, Omnia. you're a good dude from the sounds of it. But what isn't Omnia doing something with your uh, a promo with your demo day or something? Oh, I thought they were buying Andrew a blazer, but I could oh. be wrong. Yeah, no, they've got a sweet promo for our demo day. Those guys are awesome over at Omnia. And when I meant tournament load, I meant an Omnia tournament load. Um, and they're giving one away at our demo event coming up May 1st. So, like, if you're on the fence about a certain boat, we carry, you know, multiple boat brands because we like to be completely honest with people about, you know, w- what we carry uh, because they end up happier at the end of the day with their purchase. Um, so it's cool. Uh, Brian, Adam and JP put an awesome event together on Lord Fletcher's uh, May 1st uh, on Lake Minnetonka. So you can drive Camus boats, Vexus boats, Phoenix boats. Uh, I think we're going to have a Crest Pontoon there. Think we're gonna have a triton or two there maybe um it's all on our website so you can check out our website uh and find all that information we uh we do prefer if you reserve a spot in advance so if you could give us a call and kind of reserve your test drive uh we have we try to update this and give you the available slots but even if uh yeah you want to learn about bass boats and um best way to learn is to get in a, a bunch of them. So um, if you want to see what a Phoenix is made out of, a Camus and a Vexus, aluminum or fiberglass, it's really a great time to look through these boats. And really, um, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to feel it. So we're excited to be able to offer that. Yeah. And I guess, didn't I see that, like, if you end up ordering a boat because of the demo day, yeah. it comes with an Omnia. $1,000 gift card. A thousand dollar gift card to Omnia, <laughs> which you can use the code for me, and then that turns into an eleven hundred and fifty dollar gift card with the wow. discount code. Holy, yeah, there's there's no reason uh, not to do that. I mean, seriously, wow. So yeah, I, I think I'm gonna make it. I'll be working security at the dock. Okay, um, make sure people Appreciate don't get that. too handsy with Sobe or anything. So I'll I'll be working security probably. He he needs it. He needs it. He yeah, he's got to fight them off sometimes. So there's test drives. Is there anything else going on? 
like test drives uh if you guys were wanting to see like the new mega live tim winterhalter uh is gonna be there with a, a vexus walleye boat and he does a lot of the beta testing for hummingbird and stuff so um if you wanted to see a lot of that new hummingbird product in action um he's offering that and if you had questions about hummingbird stuff uh he, he will be there uh he's gonna be a busy guy so just beware of that um and be beware of his time because we're not scheduling that stuff out as much but uh yeah mostly just test drives and uh hanging out so i mean if you want to bring a couple crappie poles i mean there's no reason we can't uh go find a hole quick either um yeah if the weather's bad i'll be needing something to do so if somebody's got is, is rain there, gear and wants to come if it's you, snowing you, you know do you provide snacks or anything or i think there's food there yeah so um i think they feed you without like i'm not the organizer of this deal uh so last i don't want to throw anybody under the bus if there's not food but I, last year i think there was so um i think there might be some food i know lord fletcher's has it and i think there might be a special room with some uh definitely more cost effective options <laughs> uh sean says one of these is his spot he's reserved um, oh sweet look forward to seeing you sean what's he driving i can't i don't have my computer up right now Sobe should be driving what the avx 1980 yep yep uh his is uh on its way but he's gonna have a swanky 1980 this year um and yeah if it shows up on time it'll be his or else i'm uh pulling on johnston westmoreland's leg for for his boat and he might let Sobe drive it but that's if you want to just go with a, a joyride with Sobe, that's the one to sign up for is the 1980. Yeah, or else we have a tandem white, uh, tandem axle white AVX 1980 on the show floor. If somebody picks that up next week and wants to give test drives, I might throw a discount on it even. There you go. If Johnston bails on me, which I don't think he will, but. Jacob said he'll, he'll bring some snacks. <laughs> we got snacks jacob don't worry about it uh joe wants to know is camus coming out with any other sizes in their multi-species rig yes probably uh, <laughs> yep so they're gonna have a so right now they've got the dv22 so that's 2110 so they're coming out with a 20 foot or 21 foot version, depending how you round things. Um, this fall is the plan. Uh, and then the following year after that, uh, a 19. So um, about a year out on the 20, I would say, or 20 foot tenor. Uh, and then about two years out on the 19. There you go. So if you want to go for a ride, Tonka, May 1st, Phone number. That's how you reserve a spot. And look uh, forward to seeing you, Jake. Thank you. Time to do the glove giveaway. Fifty-two people, hundred and hundred and some people watching. Only fifty-two people want a shot at the gloves. A lot of sunscreen. It is a long drive to there. Atlanta from Atlanta to, to take a test drive. I mean, it depends. Uh, do you have frequent flyer miles? Will there you go? You fly in. Yep. That's good. Soby's a decent guy. He's he's pretty fun to go on the boat with. Yeah, he's he's an okay time. Yeah, he's about yeah, no, that's about the best dude to ride in a boat with. He's a he's a blast. Uh been fortunate to spend some time with him in the boat. He's a good dude. 
<laughs> All right, let's see. Can we get two more people to enter? Get it up to 55. <clears throat> there we go. One more, and then we'll draw. Hit 55, we'll draw. All right, there we go. It's happening. This is so exciting. Tyler Schneider. There you go, Tyler. Congratulations. You are the winner. Send me a DM on uh, Facebook or Instagram or rich at richlinger.com email. <clears throat> get a hold of me, get your address. And then also remember, members only coming up here in about 15, 20 minutes. We're going to do another pair just for the members tonight. Say thanks to those uh, who are members. <clears throat> All right. Remember, well, let's maybe let's talk a little fishing here in the last. 10 minutes um my language yeah what uh what, what, what have you been out yet i went to florida in uh february uh always wanted to go down there for like multiple days i've spent like one day at a time sure. a few times down there so uh myself dane Vaselka, justin pinkerton and uh pj uh who's a fishing guide on tonka went down there and that was a that was a blast um but other than that i've boat is supposed to the boat i'm running is supposed to be here this week so okay might make it down to south dakota but honestly work has been nuts and uh i'm trying to you know <clears throat> bank up a few hours before my tournaments and also it's just the busiest it's the craziest uh spring i've seen in the boat biz so it's been all hands on deck there but i've been dying to go i'd love to go to south dakota or iowa right now yeah me too i just i'm it's between weather and kids hockey tournaments and gymnastics, like I, it's like I'm gonna miss some of my kids' hockey games just to go fish a derby with Banger here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think when we go out practicing, that'll be the first day. Will be the, uh, um, uh, so if he hasn't asked yet, he needs the 22nd of April off to go fishing. <clears throat> if he hasn't, well, he's down at Lake Fork right now, so yeah. it's gonna he's just gonna have to put in extra hours, I guess. Yeah. Um, what are you guys fishing? Uh, we're gonna fish the the first term of the TBF team trail down the river. Oh, oh yeah, I'll see. Even right now, Pepin's really fun. So that's yeah. yeah Pepin in the river is a blast in the spring. So that'd be probably my third choice. I've been to Texas a handful of times. Fork, Amistad, Lake Fork, uh, Falcon. I don't know. Have you been to Texas? It's on my bucket list. It was between Florida and Texas this year, and I know the Florida lakes and area a little bit better. And I know Texas just gets a pile of pressure. Uh, but I, I'll be there before I die for sure. Um, I've always wanted to go. It looks like a blast. Sean Hag lives down there now and looks fun. I'm not sure what this means, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'd be happy to if I knew what that was or what that all entailed. And uh, yeah, maybe not. But uh, yeah, uh, I am not, uh, Chad. I think. I need to next year because this is the twenty. I think next year is the twenty fifth, so I think I need to make it a priority to uh, to make that happen for next year. Is to fish. I've never fished the Jude. Uh, I've got a little more experience in the spring, but I think uh, I need to next year because I feel like also with all you guys and the support of the channel and everything, I think we could raise a lot of money for St. Jude, and that's kind of my biggest motivation. And like with this year, with the boat situation and me waiting way too long to order it uh, and all that uncertainty, but next year I think I'll be in a good position to do that, and I think we could. To collectively, this community, I think, could raise some really good money for, uh, you know, cancer research in St. Jude. So, yeah, I, I agree, Rich. Um, I 
don't fish it. Uh, Bankston fishes it each year and we're kind of the yeah. two fishing boat guys at work and May is by far like our busiest month. So I fish, I get like one, to maybe two tournaments in May. And uh, if I'm going to pick one, that's not like a trail I fish, I'm going to Sturgeon Bay to fish the Sturgeon Bay open. And I've had to skip that a couple of years now to, for the team trail stuff. So um, yeah, usually it's, May is a really busy month for me, but uh, the St. Jude, I think, is probably one of the best run events there is, and it's such a good cause, and it's uh, if, if, if you have time to fish that, that's a good one. Right on. That's very honorable of you, Rich. <laughs> Are you going to pay my entry fees, too? And <laughs> um, I'll put in a member stream link for those that are here that plan to go to the members. I'm just putting that in the chat right now. Uh, Jake says he's bringing in the boat into Indian for a hot foot at the end of the month. There you go. Good. Right on. Yeah. Hot foots are fun. They're safe too. Good safety feature. Yep. Yeah. Didn't the, uh, I mentioned to see, because I believe like the one cool thing about the, uh, if I'm not wrong, the, uh, the, the Evan Roods, um, the G2s, right? Didn't yeah. they have a where you could switch back and forth between the hot yep. foot and the throttle? Yep, yep. And you can get a, an add on for the Verado for that too. Because that's all fly by wire digital <clears throat> throttle and shift. So there's no cables running up, so to speak. So the, the foot pedal or hot foot, so to speak, there was no physical cable to it. So it, it feels a lot more like a car pedal in terms of like there's sure. less resistance to it. So, but be, due to that being all electronic, mm-hmm. that allows you to switch and it just depends on the brand and those things. But the Verado, you still can do that along with the, uh, that G2 had that auto trim feature, which I don't, I'm not really a fan of, but um, the Verado, you can get that auto trim uh, feature too. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I think with with all the graphing and stuff that people do these days, that being able to go back and forth because when you're out graphing a long time, the hot foot is a downside. Or when you're on extremely long runs, that's valid. Yep. But yep. most of the, the the biggest advantage is uh, is two hands on the wheel. Yep. Uh, in rough water, and when you're really letting her hang out and let her eat, it's yep. a lot safer, I think. <clears throat> and then you put the trim tabs, either blinkers or on the switch, and so it's two hands on the wheel. Um, yep. And then it's more like driving. It's more responsive. You can in rough water when you're trying to feather it over waves. Oh, it's yeah. so much easier to hold a bow than try to like steer yeah. and do this. And so it's it's pretty nice. I remember I fished a couple tournaments on Malax in my 18 and a half foot Stratus, and uh, and then a particular tournament on Leech with Mark Shirley, where it was like my arm was so sore from feathering the the boat trying not to spear the next wave in front of me that you're just dead at the end of the day and a uh, hot foot you can kind of brace up and you know go up it just feels a lot better but yeah, yeah. I, I i wouldn't personally i know randy block it came out with a video like this is why you don't want a hot foot but <laughs> i don't know i think the hot foot has more advantages than disadvantages in my book by a lot <clears throat> well, i'm not i'll speak firsthand i I crashed a boat and almost died. And uh, I think a hot foot might've saved me that day. So I, I have firsthand experience of the safety aspect with a, with a hot foot. So it's definitely cause that, that throttle, um, hand throttle, once you push it down, it, it stays there. So you put both hands on the wheel, that throttles mashed down. So if you have a steering failure, you're way less quick to get 
you know, to that issue, so to speak, especially if you don't have a lot of room or you're running fast, like a lot of these boats go, um, being, having the fact where if you move from the seat or leave something, having that throttle pull back is, is a huge deal. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, we're hit the 90 minute mark. Uh, we're supposed to cite the members only here in about five minutes. Um, and I need a little bit of a bio break, but uh, we didn't get as much fishing, but I think a lot of people were here to talk boats and we got a lot of questions. That's answered. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, cool. So that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and if people didn't get their question answered, you can always call up Aaron and, uh, and, and the team at Intune and they'll talk boats and, and all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, so Brian and Colin are our main sales guys, but uh, I kind of fill in for them. So, um, yeah, you have questions, you need anything, Brian's in Fork right now. So I'm working the sales floor the uh, rest of the week here. Happy to, and, happy and you're to help. you're going to be at the demo day? People can say hi in person there? Or? I will be there. Yep, I will be present and uh, ready ready to drive boats, walk through any questions anybody has, and uh, look forward to talking boats and fishing. So. And I plan to be there for a chunk, hanging out. Look forward uh, to that. Toby, a bunch of other guys, Bartusik. I don't know if that's a selling point or not. Yeah, it depends. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> depends yeah, a lot of people to talk fishing. So if you just got the itch to get out and be around some boats and talk to a bunch of fish heads, uh, the demo day is the place to be. Yep, yep. Whether you like the walleye fish, we're going to have walleye guys who run these boats through the mill. Uh, we'll have bass guys who run these boats through the mill. And then our sales staff will, will be there. I think we may even have some service guys there. So um if you have any questions or anything like that there should be uh all hands on deck so yeah and obviously if you came in late you can catch the replay on facebook or uh, youtube or you can download and listen to it on the podcast forum search hell bass and uh yeah appreciate everybody so as always here to help you guys catch more bass and suck less and we'll see some of you guys over at the the members only here in a few minutes thanks again for having me rich really appreciate it you guys thanks for Thanks for tuning in. This was are awesome. You gonna, are you going to peek in in the members? Or are you, you got something? Yeah, else? I'm going to stick around. Can I become a member? Or are you going to let me in? We'll let you in. Cool. You, cool, you get an honorary you. badge. I'll, I'll... Oh, I appreciate it. Cool. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, let's All do right. that. See everybody in a little bit. See you guys. Thank you. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.